0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Wednesday, February 7th. On today's show, new Nikon camera gear for the space station marks the end of an era, and the US Space Force is looking for orbital filling stations for its satellites. Plus, SpaceX is launching 22 Starlink satellites to orbit from California. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a fascinating update from the International Space Station, or ISS, where astronauts are known for conducting science experiments in microgravity conditions. However, they also capture stunning images of Earth for research, monitoring, and to share the beauty of our planet with those of us on the ground. Until now, NASA astronauts have primarily used Nikon film and DSLR cameras for this purpose. But a recent delivery to the ISS marks a new era for handheld photography aboard the station. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Space.
1: That's right, David. The recent shipment to the ISS included mirrorless Nikon cameras for the first time. The high-end Nikon Z9, which was launched in 2021, will replace the current inventory of Nikon D6 and D5 DSLR cameras on the ISS. The latter has been in service there since 2017.
0: What does this new camera equipment include?
1: The new equipment includes 13 Z9 camera bodies, 15 FTZ2 adapters for connecting older F-mount Nicker lenses, and more than 15 Nicker Z lenses, including super telephoto and macro lenses. While the Nikon cameras aboard the ISS have not been physically modified, engineers have worked with NASA to create a custom dedicated firmware for reliable performance in the harsh space environment.
0: What's the history of Nikon cameras in space exploration?
1: Nikon cameras and lenses have been used by NASA for space exploration for over 50 years, starting with the Apollo 15 mission. Since 1999, Nikon cameras and Nikkor lenses have been used aboard the ISS to aid in scientific research, maintenance, and capturing iconic images of Earth and beyond. Nikon's cameras are used not only inside the space station, but also on spacewalks in the vacuum of space by placing the device inside a special blanket casing developed by NASA.
0: What led to the switch from DSLR to mirrorless cameras?
1: Nikon unveiled its mirrorless Z series in 2018, and advancements with the technology since then have brought it to a level ready for ISS deployment. The mirrorless system allows for smaller, lighter camera bodies and other advantages over DSLRs, which is why major camera manufacturers have been moving toward the technology in recent years.
0: What can we expect from the images captured with these new mirrorless
1: cameras? The old Nikon DSLR cameras have produced some stunning results over the years, but capturing those images also required a good eye, a great deal of skill, and plenty of planning. With the new mirrorless camera gear, we can certainly look forward to seeing what the ISS astronauts produce. Thanks for the
0: insights, Abby. Speaking of space, let's shift our focus to the US Space Force's initiative to extend the life of its satellites by refueling them in orbit. Northrop Grumman's Passive Refueling Module, or PRM, has been selected as the model to set the standard for this initiative. Here to delve into this further is our correspondent, James. So, James, why is there a need for orbital refueling stations for
2: satellites? David, satellites are expensive to build and launch, and engineers strive to make them as long-lasting as possible. However, one limiting factor is the need for propellant. Satellites need to maintain an attitude to keep their solar panels pointed toward the sun, their communications antennas toward the Earth, and to avoid going into a tumble. They also need to adjust their orbits for various reasons. All these activities consume propellant, and after a few years, a perfectly good spacecraft can become useless without it. So how does Northrop Grumman's passive refueling module come into play? Northrop Grumman, along with other companies, have been developing in-orbit servicing modules. These robotic spacecraft can dock with satellites that are running out of fuel and give them new life by acting as a supplemental propulsion system, providing additional capabilities, or even conducting minor repairs. The PRM is a passive refueling depot that Space Systems Command satellites can dock with. And why is this particularly attractive to the Space Force? The Space Force's military satellites place a premium on propulsion. They need to be able to shift orbit frequently for various reasons, such as to survey a specific point on the Earth's surface, investigate another spacecraft, or evade a threat. Even if these maneuvers are only used in exercises, they're very expensive in terms of propulsion. So, being able to refuel is an obvious solution. But isn't there a challenge in terms of standardization to
0: ensure compatibility between the refuelling system and the satellites.
2: Absolutely, David. Developing the technology for in-orbit refuelling requires a lot of standardisation to ensure the systems are compatible. The plan is to develop a common refuelling system based on the PRM. Future Space Systems Command spacecraft will be equipped with an interface compatible with the PRM, and a PRM will fly on a future operational mission for orbital tests. What else is the Space Systems Command doing in this regard? The Space Systems Command is also funding Northrop Grumman to develop a Geosynchronous Auxiliary Support Tanker, or gas orbital tanker. This is part of their efforts to mature in-space refueling capabilities. Thanks for the insights, James. In other space news, SpaceX is set
0: to launch another batch of its Starlink internet satellites this evening, weather permitting, a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 22 Starlink spacecraft, is scheduled to lift off from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. Here with more on this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this planned launch?
3: Certainly, David. The launch is scheduled for no earlier than 8.17 PM EST or 5.17 PM local California time. SpaceX will be live streaming the launch via its account on X, with coverage beginning about five minutes before the window opens. The original plan was to launch early Wednesday morning, but unfavorable weather conditions led to a stand-down with just seconds left in the countdown.
0: What happens after the launch? Can you tell us more about the Falcon 9's journey?
3: If everything goes as planned, the Falcon 9's first stage will return to Earth about 8.5 minutes after liftoff for a landing on the drone ship Of Course I Still Love You, which will be stationed in the Pacific Ocean. This will be the 14th launch and landing for this particular booster. Seven of its 13 previous flights were Starlink missions. And what can you tell us about Starlink and its significance? Starlink is SpaceX's broadband megaconstellation in low Earth orbit. It currently consists of nearly 5400 operational spacecraft, a number that's constantly growing, as evidenced by this evening's planned liftoff. This Starlink launch will be the 11th orbital mission of the year for SpaceX and the company has ambitious plans for the future. It aims to launch 144 missions in 2024. While we keep an eye on the ambitious launch we
0: just discussed, let's shift our gaze to another interesting development in space technology. NASA is going mirrorless. The International Space Station, or ISS, has received a large batch of Nikon Z9 cameras preparing to retire the Nikon DSLRs that have been the primary systems in orbit for years. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Space, Bella. So what does this shift to mirrorless cameras mean for the ISS?
4: Well, David, this is a significant upgrade for the ISS. Nikon sent 13 Nikon Z9 cameras, 15 FTZ2 adapters, and more than 15 Nikkor Z lenses to the ISS in January. This is a landmark achievement for the Nikon Z series, as it's the first mirrorless camera to be used by the space station crew. These cameras are replacing the current Nikon D6 and D5 SLR cameras on the ISS.
0: Nikon cameras have a long history with NASA, don't they?
4: Indeed, they do. Nikon cameras and lenses have been used by NASA for space exploration on various missions and the space shuttles for over 50 years. Starting in 1999, Nikon cameras and Nikkor lenses have been used aboard the ISS for scientific research, maintenance, and capturing iconic images of Earth and beyond. The gear is used both inside the space station and in the vacuum of space in a special blanket developed by NASA. What's the lifespan of these cameras in space? Cameras taken into space don't have a long shelf life. The sensors are bombarded with cosmic rays and become damaged, giving them about a six-month shelf life. Therefore, the Nikon Z9s that were launched last month will likely be replaced by another batch this summer. And I understand that Nikon creates
0: custom firmware for these space-bound cameras?
4: Yes, that's correct. The custom firmware is designed to better serve astronauts. It includes expanding noise reduction to faster shutter speeds to account for the constant bombardment of cosmic radiation. Changes have also been made to the file naming sequence, default settings, and controls optimized for life aboard the ISS. Changes have also been made to the in-camera FTP and transfer protocol to simplify the astronaut's workflow, increase efficiency, and reduce power consumption when sending images from space to Earth. It's fascinating to see how technology evolves to meet the
0: unique demands of space exploration. Thanks for the insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.